Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. All right, all right. Welcome. How's it going? I'm here with my man, Brendan McHammer. 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 But, you know, he's close. Is that enough. how you say it? Yeah. The H is, <laughs> the, the, the H is silent. It's capitalized. It's silent. It's a, it's a trick that we that we threw into my family just to McHammer? fuck with everybody. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's awesome yeah, that I've been McHammer. not pronouncing it correctly for over a year. Nobody does. <laughs> no, Nobody ever does. Well, like, I, I don't ever correct anybody because, <laughs> yeah. At, oh, at, so, at, so, at some point, you know, I just dropped the bomb and people yeah. are like, wait a minute, it's really? That's, that's how you timing. pronounce it? That's yeah. perfect timing. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. good, good start. Good it's start. Mac- it's Macamar. Well, yeah. not Macamar. And I had Rick on the podcast, mm. right? And he, mm. and he spoke at one of the men's meetings. And for so long, I thought it was rick a but it's Rick Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so on the podcast, he's like, yeah, it's actually... Right. Eric. Eric. Yeah. So that's too I'm funny. Two for, I'm two for two. Yeah, there you go. Well well done, dude. Yeah, no, it's uh it's it's Macamer. Yeah. There you it's, go. Uh, now you know why half you know, half my friends call me Bam. It's my initials, but it's because oh. people don't okay. can't pronounce my last name, so they're just like, I'm just gonna call him by this. And anybody that doesn't know me thinks that it's just like a uh, sound effect. But that's, that's still kind <laughs> of a hard initials. one to remember, Macamer. Macamer. Yeah, people won't remember it. Yeah. Like I guarantee you next time you see me, you're not gonna be like, Oh yeah, Macamer. No, I guarantee you, I will get it right. Oh, will you? Yeah, and I'm okay. only going to call you by your last name now. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I probably won't respond to that. What's up, Macamer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Right. Well, hey, welcome to the show. A minute and a half in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny King Show. Uh, so this episode, I've got my buddy Brendan here, and uh, we have a huge agenda to get to. I've got nice. a long list of things that I really want to talk about. Fantastic. Um, and if you're a... Uh, a consistent listener to the podcast, you know that I'm lying. And in fact, I have nothing prepared. <laughs> That's wonderful. Even better. I came with nothing. Yeah. I have no expectations. That's right. Yeah. Um, and yet you have everything. And yet I have all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, got, I've got all the answers that are just my opinions. And yeah. We'll see how, how well <coughs> that me. goes for whatever it is you bring up. Yeah. And so we've had so many good conversations. Um, why don't you tell the story about how we met? Yeah, so I met yeah, touching, touching story. Absolutely, Johnny posted something online about his meeting of men, um, his uh, his group that he started here in Denver, and it really resonated with me only because I've done a whole lot of uh, life coaching type of work in in the my own programs that I've gone through um, online. I went through a, a program called Man Cave, um, which is put on by Preston Smiles and in his. Uh, his coaches out of uh, Venice Beach and several other areas around the world, um, Australia, etc. Um, you know, different different coaches from different areas, California, New York, whatever. Um, but a lot, Johnny was was preaching a lot of the same stuff that I had gone through with that program, um, and it just resonated with me. It was absolutely amazing. So I wanted to go check out a local event. One, because I resonated with that kind of information, but two, I was just trying to meet new and I, I don't want to say enlightened guys, but just people that are that are in the work that are trying to just better themselves, right? And the moment that you start to have those kind of conversations or you get attracted <clears throat> to that kind of a, a program or that kind of a, an event, you know you're in the right room. So I went. It was amazing. It, and I haven't stopped coming. Well, I try I pitched, to make it on a mo- monthly basis. I, I tried. The, uh, the the cattle drive, that one, that uh, meeting. And, and city I, Slickers. Yeah, the City Slickers mm-hmm. cattle drive. And Brendan and I just met him and he's like, I'm in. I'm like, you don't even know me. He's like, I don't care. I'm in. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. I was in, yeah. No, I, awesome. I had never ridden a horse. I mean, I had ridden a pony, but then they took it like around in like a circle on like a rope. Yeah. And I had a helmet on and everything. Yeah. I was like three. I wasn't allowed to do it. 30? Anything. You were 30? Three. Oh, man. That's quite the birthday. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was 33. <laughs> it was last Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, yeah, no. So I'd, I'd never been horseback riding. And yeah, we went on the event and it was absolutely amazing. And when it was all said and done, they put me on the autopilot horse, remember? Yeah. And it was like, this is the safest horse we can put you on this is like you know it's like that that old sturdy steed that has absolutely no temperament and then like maybe a minute and a half in, into the cattle drive the thing like stepped on a beehive and like started bucking oh, me yeah. 
So yeah, I don't care you, how docile a horse I got. You step on a beehive and it's gonna piss that thing off. So. You you scared? I mean, the look on your face was 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 pretty absolute was, fear. I was terrifying. Yeah, I was absolutely terrified. That's the whole point of the cattle drive. Yeah, no, to, I, to I stayed. I stayed. I stayed on the horse. You stayed on the horse. Which, I wasn't dehorsed, <clears throat> which not everyone did. No, not everybody did. Uh, um, we won't we'll, name names. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Patrick? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was what was great too was that you showed up in basically all white. Yeah, like you were you were mm-hmm. the, the good cowboy that was going to save the day. Yeah, no, and I but I you're right. I was I was somewhat in all white. But then when we got there, I don't know if you were in the room or in the shop. But I started trying on all their cowboy hats. Yeah. But then I started like totally like trying to like bend the rim so that it was like turned into a taco hat and yeah. the girl just finally is like looking at me just like okay at some point you are gonna have to buy one of those because you keep bending all the hats yeah. and i was like okay yeah i was like so how much is this one she's like that's our most expensive hat it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 37 dollars or something i was like damn which is actually pretty ex- inexpensive was for pretty a inexpensive. Hat. yeah absolutely for sure yeah. yeah i've had more expensive cowboy hats before you have the ones that are all bedazzled yeah, totally the bedazzled ones for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I have like New York, uh, some kind of icon. Yeah, some big kind of yeah. New something. York Yankees on your cowboy sure. hat. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, some kind of bandana like sewn <clears throat> into it with then. So trendy. Absolutely. Yeah, it's ferocious. Yeah. <laughs> so we made it through that weekend. We made it through the weekend. But yeah, it was an awesome weekend. Yeah, that was that a was lot pretty... of because uh, not only were we doing an event that broke everybody out of their comfort zones, it was fun. It brought us all together. Yeah. We had to work as a team. Yep. But then outside of that, we got down to some brass tacks of really uh tapping into some stuff, right? Yeah. Work, working working on this. Talking about the past, how you handle the past and your present. Yeah. Opening up and then uh, how do you take that momentum and move it into the future? Which was it was a short weekend for, you know, I mean we only touched the surface and you you know a lot of that you've probably already done through all the other work you had done, but uh, for me, it was kind of a beta test. It was my very first event last year with guys and um, just seeing if guys would show up and would they apply themselves and everything else, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then you missed out on the uh, the mountainous adventure. I don't do snow. I mean, I, I'll, I'll do it, but just, you know, you guys were like laying in it, living in it, breathing in it, yeah, like, yeah. like iglooing, and yeah. I just don't, I don't igloo. 13,500 feet. Yeah, I'll ski. I'll, you know, I'll do that stuff. But then I want to stay and sleep somewhere warm. Yeah. And, it was I, warm, dude. Sure. I, well, I hear you, especially because you guys were making your own fire. That's what I heard. So <laughs> at some point there was fire, but there was a whole lot of yeah. work that, yeah. that went to it. This is true. I either want <clears throat> matches or I just want to flip a switch. But, you know, like, there's, there's oh, a lot man. of things that go into that. So. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a guy listening to this uh, episode or watching the video here that we're recording and you care to go on some adventures, uh, check out my website. Because there's definitely some other adventures that I'll be playing as soon as the uh, coronavirus uh, recedes. Absolutely. Hopefully in the next two years. Yeah. It's, I know the one event I went on was an absolute blast in fun. so many ways. It was fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I'll talk about what, what uh, craziness we're up to. Because I will tell you, a lot of guys, like, okay, not, not to toot my own horn. I just have a lot of stuff going on. I've got my men's meetings every single month. I've got coaching one-on-one clients. I've got my mastermind my podcast. I'm currently writing a book. People would come up to me like, Hey, we want to do some type of volunteer charity work. And I'm like, love it. Mm-hmm. I don't have the bandwidth. I'm like, I already feel like I'm somewhat doing my own volunteer charity work with providing free events for men, but it was always kind of sitting in the back of my head. <clears throat> and then we had coffee mm. and I was like, man, will you do this? Mm. And you, even you, and you run with it, man. You've stepped thank up you. majorly in a yeah. leadership role. No, I appreciate tell, that. Tell people who are listening about what we're up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the funny thing about that is that I had actually started to already have those conversations. Yeah, right? and you were the fire under my ass to actually get it going. I guess you could say, uh-huh. right? Um, the the beautiful <clears throat> thing is, is that that back in November, um, I guess you could almost say that I went through, I would say like a like a mini midlife crisis. Right. Yeah. Um, for about five or six months there, where I was just a lot of my old shit was was coming up. Can I cuss on this? Oh crap! Tra- Start tra- over. Oh god! Damn okay. it! <laughs> so it's just me, me, and me. Just anyway. Of course. Um. Uh, cool. But 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 a lot of my old 
habits in. You probably in, just in, offended my one listener. Yeah. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> totally. Turn it off. Like, and I'm out. This guy's an asshole. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I can't take it. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> my one listener. My God. <laughs> my ears. Yeah. No. Um, but uh, but a lot of my old shit had, had kind of come up back in June of a year ago. Yeah. Um, I had gotten to a place where I'd done all of this work. And it's actually like right around when I first started coming to your group mm-hmm. um and uh i just had a whole bunch of old stuff come up for me and it's like i had healed all this stuff i had you know done all of this and i literally i was telling myself like i've crucified my ego i'm good this that and the other and anytime that you ever hear somebody say oh yeah i crucified my ego or mm-hmm. i crucified my ego a long time ago they're lying to you <laughs> <laughs> because you can't crucify your ego. Your ego will always be there. Yeah, yeah. It's a, just a matter of that's how you keep true. it in check. It's like it's like going out on uh, dates and, and certain women would be like, I'm a really good Christian within like 10 minutes of meeting them. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, like I didn't ask that and I don't yeah. need you to like yeah. volunteer that. Like yeah. I'm sure I would see it through your actions. Yeah. But which, it sounds which, like you're trying to prove yourself and this isn't a job interview. Yeah. Oftentimes right. it's not been the case, but Mm-mm. that's neither here nor there. Right. Anyways, right. proceed. Yeah. No. Um, but I had just – I a lot of old stuff had come up for me and uh, – and I really had to start going through my own purging, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was right around the time that that I met, you know, that I had met you, and so I started going through all of this stuff. But I would say that it lasted for about five five or six months. Um, up until that point in June, like I had been very involved in, in different things that, that I was doing, whether it was Toastmasters or I had started a Bible study and I had some, some visions of where I was going to take the people in that Bible study and what we were going to do and whatever mm-hmm. else. Anyway, certain things will either work out or they won't work out because they were always <clears throat> destined to. Right. Right? They, right. These were learning experiences to take you to the next level of what it is that you're trying to do. Anyway, coming out of my season, I started thinking to myself, you know, wait a minute. And in, in, in I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian individual. I'm not the perfect Christian. I mean, shit, no, you know on. me, right? You, like, you walk on water. Right? But, <laughs> but, but it, was, it, was a, it was a place where I had had a season where it was always me asking God, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to, you know, what, when are, when are you going to break me out of this? Like, I've been dealing with this type of shit for years and years now. Like, when are you going to break me out of it? And finally, I just had this resonating response of, what have you done for me mm-hmm. lately? Mm-hmm. Right? Not not in like a selfish way, but just more of like a challenging way of I put you on this earth to give of yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. What does that look like and what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And so during that time in November, I, uh, I contacted a, uh, a girl who is a, a mutual friend through a friend of mine. Um, Jordan Lewis, who runs uh, who runs Denver Serve, which is an organization here in Denver, mm-hmm. um, and then November and December uh, time frame, I went to two or three events that they put on. Um, but what I loved was was just what it is that they had created. It's it's a group of girls who have partnered and created a, a nonprofit organization, and they have partnered with a whole bunch of nonprofit organizations around around the city. Yep. And they've pretty much created like a, a club in their own way, but in terms of like memberships of, of plugging different girls into volunteer opportunities at these different places, mm-hmm. right? They get creative with some of these things. And the biggest thing that's happening is not only are they giving back to the community, at the same time, they're also building friendships among each other. Right. And it was absolutely amazing <clears throat> to watch. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, I'm involved in Johnny's men's group on a monthly basis, and I've seen what one one you know uh, event that we go to that we went to outside of that did in terms of bonding men yeah. together, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so all of these guys have a bond that are going to these meetings, and then I'm involved in other men's groups around town, whether it's the book club throughout Ambaka and everything that he's doing, and I started going to that like October November time frame as well, and that went from six guys to like thirty something. By, by January, February, right mm-hmm. before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So either way, but what I was seeing in all of these different organizations and all these different groups that you guys had is that even though they're, everybody has their own brand, right. everybody has their own passion, their own purpose, no matter what, the end goal was always the same, right? Bettering men in terms of their character. And service, the, yeah. Yep, the leaders that were in charge of that were doing the exact same thing in their own flavor. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing was is that even though it was different guys showing up to these events... 
it was the same brand of guy. Mm -hmm. Guys who were looking to build their character, guys who were looking to dig deep and start doing that inner work. Mm -hmm. But guys who were looking for community were looking to give back. And so I had started talking to Jordan and that whole group. I know this is a long-winded answer, but but I had started talking to Jordan and that whole group. And they they were just like, you know, we would love for them to, there to be a, a men's group, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the men that we get at our, our, our get-togethers are usually significant others. And don't get me wrong. These guys are volunteering just like everybody else. They're doing a great job. But again, it, it's only if they are a boyfriend or a husband or mm-hmm. a fiance mm-hmm. of one of the girls that's already a part of this great mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking at, at what it is that they had built, and it's, it's really, really impressive. And I started to say to myself, wait a minute. I've got all of these different groups that I'm a part of, whether, you know, in some form of life coaching or another, but, but in terms of working with men and building our character, what a great opportunity to give people another outlet in terms of, of social interaction among all of these different groups. Right. And so I went to you, I went to Adam, I went to, to Sean Forbes and, and, and Cameron. Um, Cameron's wife is actually in Denver, sir, right? And, and we formed a leadership group mm-hmm. and we started doing stuff back in March. <clears throat> and, and since then, we, you know, we literally met on March the 7th. And then by March 11th, they shut down the NBA. Yeah. And then by March 12th, that was the sign that everything was going to hell in a handbasket yeah. and they shut everything down. Yeah. Um, so at that point, we had just gotten started and then all of a sudden, it's like we can't do anything. Right. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Yes, we can. This, this is just an obstacle. Just like anything in life, it's an obstacle. What right. do you do with those during tough times? Right. And, and here we are, what, two months later almost, and we had, a, we had an event that we posted out there in terms of, of handing out masks to, to the public for free <clears throat> um, in front of a few grocery stores uh, around Denver, and it was an absolute hit. These things flew out, yeah, yeah. You know, and people were so appreciative, um, and we're looking forward to, uh, to our next event. For sure. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that might be listening that are in Denver, whether you're male or female, uh, if you want to get plugged in, definitely reach out to me or uh, to Brendan and we'll, uh, we'll plug you in. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to just be a guy, right? You can be a girl and we can get you connected with Jordan Lewis and that whole group over on the Denver surf side. Yeah. Question Mm -hmm. for you. Yes. What if a woman wants to join one of our groups? We're trying to keep it, we are trying to keep it as exclusive as we can just as a men's channel. The women do have their own channel, but I mean, that's not, it's not a a bad thing because I have a feeling that over time there will be fundraisers and and things that they already put on that are, that are great that we're all going to collaborate in and we're going to have events that are co-ed as, you know, as, as is, I mean, there, there isn't going to be a huge discrimination, but I think, um, especially to start, we really want to. One, we're trying to attract a, a certain type of individual, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to attract and, and, and give a, a, an avenue for men to escape to that they can grow and, and almost be vulnerable as men but build <clears throat> that camaraderie while also giving back to the community as right, well, right, right? right? We don't want them, and I'm just going to be brutally honest with it, right? Especially because I'm a single dude, I'm speaking to this. I don't want to attract guys to events simply because there's beautiful girls that are also doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will have those opportunities. They're <clears throat> fantastic girls, but I want them to be coming to some of the events for the right causes. Right, right. That's just my thoughts. Well, and I ask you selfishly only because uh, I wanted to see your answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. I get shit all the time on my Facebook ads, mm. you know, for my men's meetings. Mm. Women saying this is such bullshit. Mm. This is sexist just because we have boobs. Can we not show up? Can we mm. not contribute? You know, what is this about a little boys club, all this mm. stuff? And I'm like, I didn't realize I'd get so much hate from men and women on my ads for, for guys getting together to level up. Right. And so my, my thought is like, <clears throat> you know, I don't think to, it would be a, like to your point, far-fetched for, for women to mm. to not be able to understand that when they're around, it's a little bit harder for men to be totally focused. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, let's, let's do a women's event only. Uh, and you can bring your children, but mm-hmm. we're not going to provide childcare mm-hmm. and then try to expect them to stay attention sure. to what's going on. It's the same way. When, sometimes I think when women are there, it just right. men change right. for, for better, or for worse. You one, know? one, of, one of the big things that I think about when, when you make that comment, right? Like yeah. when, when I'm referring to, to like our event and, and, and the volunteer type of stuff, yeah. I just want to like to start, <clears throat> I want to attract the right guys for the right reasons. The one that really want to give back to the community. Right. 
because again, we're looking to to get a men's type of 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 following that we can then plug into into these different organizations, right. whether it's the rescue mission or, or different stuff. Because there's you know there are some some different you know. Um, Things that are a little, they're a little bit more rough, I guess you could say, to where the girls aren't volunteering at them as much mm-hmm. because they're tough to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas a guy would be, would would fit right in. Um, and so I'm just trying not to 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 de- you know deviate from from just getting this up and running and started for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. When I hear what you're talking about when it comes to folks giving bad feedback like that mm-hmm. for your events, mm-hmm. right? A few things come to mind. Um, one, you're never going to make anybody, like everybody happy. No. You know, if, if you're somebody who's constantly people-pleasing, and, and I know you're not, I'm just saying, like yeah. in general, right, yeah. to the conversation. Yeah. Like, if you're somebody who's constantly people-pleasing and you're trying to accommodate everybody, you're not doing it for the right reasons. Right. right? You will attract <clears throat> the people that you want to attract for the right reasons for your cause, your passion, your purpose. And not everybody's going to resonate with that. And if they got a problem, well, that's fucking great. You never asked for their opinion in the first place. Right. Just stay the course. Right. Let them, let them, <clears throat> you know. Right. The other thing that really stands out to me, because um, I've seen the same thing, in, but I haven't seen it in a negative way, but I've seen the same thing for Adam Baca's book club, mm-hmm. where girls are just like, oh my God, what a great event. Can we come to that as well? We would love to. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's awesome that they ask and that they'd like to be a part of it because it is powerful. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest key things here in both groups, and it's not that it's not that we don't want to partner with women in terms of different events or different clubs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the type of stuff that that we're going after in these events and the type of impacts that that you are trying to have in your meetings and in your events. You are trying to give a you are trying to to present and and supply a a safe space that men can walk into, sit down, and all of the shit we carry as men that we don't share, mm-hmm. you can let it out. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you start to invite women from, you know, and and folks from the opposite sex into the room, that guard stays up Mm -hmm. and it takes away from the power of the event itself because more than anything, especially with men, right, we're, we're, we're raised in a society where you are taught like stiffen your upper lip. Boys don't cry, this, that, and the other, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. so more times than not, especially with men in our masculinity, any kind of traumas, anything that happens to us in life, any kind of hardships, we take that, we stuff it deep, deep down, mm-hmm. and then you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Other things, stuff it <clears throat> deep, deep down. And so more times than not, what we get is, is adult males who are suffering from all kinds of psychological bullshit that they've never actually <clears throat> handled. Right. And then on top of that, you have the stresses of life and you have the stresses of having to be a provider and a rock for your family. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, you're still suffering internally. Right. And that's what's so great about the events that you guys have created because without those, like the beautiful thing in watching them is once you start an event, you have a guest speaker, it starts to touch on topics that most guys, especially if they're brand new, it's already going on in here. They just have never been in a room where people are talking about it. Right, right. And they're real hesitant because they don't know people around them. They're real hesitant to talk about anything. Right. But then all of a sudden, the guy in the row in front of them brings something up. And it's just like, oh my God, I go through that too. Which is, which is the, one of the biggest uh, common feedback you know, remarks that I get from most guys who are new to the group mm-hmm. is, a, uh, <laughs> is an aha moment that like, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't realize... There were other guys out there feeling the same way that I feel. And I think that's surprising, you know, probably to, to well, and I don't want to speak in, in terms of, and nor could I, for, for all women. But I think women do a great job of commu- uh, creating community. They communicate so much more, so much more effectively than guys do, especially amongst each other. Absolutely. Right? And there is that sense of ego mm-hmm. amongst guys that we don't want to show because we don't want other guys to, to lose respect for us. Mm-hmm. And so we, we attempt to, to at least put off that we got all our shit together. Right. Right. Absolutely. And because men are like in the same way that they're 
let's say, a lot more visually uh, impacted by the opposite sex, mm-hmm. more so than the opposite sex is towards us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to say that you know that our physical outward appearance isn't important to women, right? But it doesn't draw as much important as it does for men. Mm-hmm. Men still do that though with other men, mm-hmm. as we judge and kind of mm-hmm. put each other into a hierarchy when we walk into a group. So walking into a group of 40, 50 other men, like at my meetings, this, mm-hmm. it can be freaking intimidating. Oh, absolutely. But then I work to like try to break down the, the walls so that they realize, oh, you know, you and I are sitting here. We're going through actually a ton, a ton of the same stuff if we right. actually could just be vulnerable enough totally. to, to share it, right? Totally. Absolutely. And, and I love the word vulnerable right. and the word vulnerability. Because even even my old me, right? Like you hear the word like vulnerable or vulnerability, and you immediately think pussy, yeah. right? Like, like come on, dude, right? Yeah. And if you think about in a weak it, way, you're saying yes, absolutely, right. in, a, in a weak masculine way, right? Right. And and more than anything, what I see is if you really compare it and contrast it to your own friendships that maybe you've had before you attend a meeting like this with your own best friends or whatever else. At least for me. I can only speak for me. I don't want to speak for most guys. But I know that I see it plenty, right? Is we're all wearing masks. Yeah. And your retreat in terms of masculinity is with your boys out on a golf course or or in a bar or at a sporting event where you're drinking and you're doing this and you're doing that. And, and that's the way you release. Yeah. But in a lot of cases, you're really not talking about your shit. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, is I don't care who you are, what you're about, or this, that, and the other. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being able to talk about your shit. Because mm-hmm. once you start to deal with this, you start to heal this. Once you start to heal this, <clears throat> then you're able to provide a whole nother level of human being in, in every... The only way I know how to put it is just a king-centered way for, for either your queen or your future girl or, or your current or... All of your relationships, friendships, relationships, right. you be, you're a better person. You're a right. better man. Right. You're a stronger man. Right. It's actually, to me, <clears throat> because of the work that I've done over time, and you know, to me, it's almost weaker not to face your own shit. Oh, sure. Because no matter what, you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror, and those same demons are going to be staring you in the face until you actually go and deal with them. Yeah. It's, it's easy for you or I to say that only because... In some regards, we're on the other side of healing. Yeah. But when you're looking at it as, you know, a 14,000 foot, you know, mountain you're about to start walking up, it can be very intimidating. Absolutely. Understandably. Absolutely. <clears throat> but I think you also bring up a very interesting point because, you know, Brene Brown brings up vulnerability. She also talks a lot about shame. Totally. And I know there's a lot of shame in men's lives. And mm-hmm. I think, <clears throat> as she mentions, like, the way that you heal shame is to, to bring it out. Totally. It's to speak it, yep. you know, whatever you're ashamed of, yep. because shame only uh, multiplies and grows in areas of secrecy. Mm-hmm. And so men who keep that shame inside and don't talk about it, it continues to, to, to fester and to grow, right? Completely. So that's why it's, it's just important to have these type of conversations, either one-on-one or in bigger group settings and everything else, or even just through like what you're doing volunteering and yet we're mm-hmm. connecting as men and we're also talking about like oh man like yep. this is what I'm going through or whatnot they're just connection amongst like-minded men right yep yep absolutely and and you know you bring something up and it kind of comes to mind and, and no matter what group I'm in or what you know whatever it is that I start or, or anything like this it, it the 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 program that I was in man cave had such a big impact on me that I'll always rep it I'll always talk about all of the positives that I really got from Preston Smiles and all mm-hmm. of his coaches Brendan mm-hmm. Durrell and all of those guys um, Jetty Azuma all the, just just fantastic people if, if you're listening and you ever get a chance to check them out man cave um, one of the biggest things that we learn in the program early on is is just the concept of the fact that we are the only species in existence that does not basically we we don't we don't shake off trauma if you think or you watch any kind of like discovery channel type of video or anything like that an animal that escapes being you know eaten alive or killed if they escape their body literally starts to shake and shiver and go through something it's because their parasynthetic nervous mm-hmm. system immediately kicks in and they're actually shaking off the trauma mm-hmm. human beings don't do that mm. we take it in we stuff it deep down inside and it just it. and it just keeps <clears throat> building and building and building 
there's aspects of that program that spark your parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. to work on that and get through it. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ways to do it is simply by sharing. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why even in a even in a, a an hour and a half to two hour time frame in your groups, there's so much power in it because men walk in not knowing each other, intimidated, because I've seen over a hundred guys show up at your events before. Mm-hmm. Intimidated, not knowing what the hell is going on, this, that and the other. But by the end of the program, we've broken up into different groups. Everybody actually has so much more in common than they actually thought, mm-hmm. besides dick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and all of the problems that we're dealing with. And there's, you talk about things that you don't even talk about with your closest friends. Right. And you almost walk out feeling closer to the guys that you just were in an event with yeah. than some of your closest friends that you've had for decades. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And it happens within an hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's just, that's just two hours. Yeah. So now it's, it's no wonder to me why so many of the guys from your original City Slickers event where we all went horseback riding yeah. for the cattle drive yeah. are still friends to this day yeah. and still continue to come to your events. Mm-hmm. It's because in a, in a small day and a half, two week or two day event, mm-hmm. we went there. Mm-hmm. We all shared something that now we share as a group <clears throat> that nobody else can really touch because... Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it's powerful. Man. Well, it is the power of vulnerability, and I think vulnerability is that, that people don't tend to realize it, but it's like the, the greater vulnerability that you have within either a platonic or an intimate relationship, yeah. the, the deeper it's going to be. Totally. You know? It's just we're not, you know, especially as guys, we're, we're not educated or trained, if you will, programmed to go there, right? Correct. We're trained the exact opposite. Correct. Right? Correct. So... <clears throat> And, and so much of the way that we're programmed is, is just setting us up with different masks. Yeah. How many different masks do you wear? <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. Your success mask, your romantic mask, right. your friendability mask, right. your, your image mask, right. your... Yeah. Right. Are you, you know, are you dressing up like in a, in a three-piece suit like genuinely? Or is it a mask to show the world that I'm successful... Right, and it's it's just it's it's what is that internal battle? Right, and it's a matter of anybody can look good in a suit. It's do you actually have your shit together? Right, right, right. And that's that's just like an an an, an example, right? Because I mean, I work in the financial industry, so I see all types of of masks in the financial industry. Everybody looks successful, but it's a select few men that actually dress but actually are the part mm-hmm. internally the other half of it is you know while they're helping everybody else out in the financial <clears throat> industry in terms of retirement and everything right. else right. their entire status to them yeah. their entire being to them is based on their success right how much did i bring in this year right how much am i worth mm-hmm. worth of a man is way more than that well let's talk about that what do you feel like is for those few men um, what do you think it is be, beyond the, the three-piece suit and the, the pocket square that actually makes uh, you know, a, a man a, a king, if you will, or a leader, or is congruent? Absolutely. So, so to me, it's, it's just somebody, it's, it's, it's plain and simple. He doesn't have to have everything healed. But to me, he has to be somebody who is truly all bullshit aside. Mm-hmm. Showing up authentically mm-hmm. with who he is, what he's about, and on a mission to either discover his passion and his purpose or in his passion and his purpose of why the hell he's here mm-hmm. and being on that plane. <clears throat> right. Plain and simple. Is mm-hmm. he going to do it perfectly? No. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's just like working out. You're not going to be ripped and shredded. The first fucking day you go into the gym. Right. But you keep working on it. You keep building on it. But you show up authentically to work out. Right. You show up authentically to work on yourself. And guess what? The more that you do that, you start to realize it's not about this. Mm -hmm. It's about what am I doing for this. Right. What, What is around me? What kind of significance am I supplying to the world around me? What am I giving back? Right. Back to others that come into contact with me. Right. 
right? Right. Because some people will be around you a lot because they are a part of your, your inner circle. And some people, most people will only have very brief interactions with you ever in life. Mm-hmm. What kind of impact do you make on them during that time? Right. Well, using the analogy of working out is interesting because <clears throat> for you to really be, become strong, to really grow in the gym, you know, you have to be willing to get to the point where you fail, mm-hmm. which is physically extremely uncomfortable. 100%. Not to mention it requires a ton of like commitment and, and you know, serious reasons for why you want to do that to show up day in and day out to more or less push yourself to failure to where you otherwise you're not pushing yourself enough. And I, and I having, having started gyms and, and had, you know, a lot of experience with women for five years while, while I owned those gyms in St. Louis, I would come across a, f- a fair amount of them who did not want to sweat. No, no, no. I don't want to sweat because I don't want to redo my makeup. I don't have to take a shower. I'm like, but what are, what are you here for? Fascinating. You know? And then they wouldn't, and then they'd be also frustrated that they're not achieving their goals. Mm. You know? And I'm sure there's guys, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's, I just had majority of Midwestern totally. yeah, women yeah. Yeah, in, yeah. in my gyms. And I think it's that, that sort of thing, which is how I often say how you do anything is how you do everything. Totally. And if you're not willing to step into that area of failure totally. emotionally or in work or in your relationships, then you're just not going to grow as much as you'd like to. You know? Absolutely. And I think that's just the thing is I feel like that's the calling upon myself, probably upon you as well, upon mm-hmm. men in general is that we are getting called upon to face our shit. Mm-hmm. Because not only are we dealing with our own shit, but it's, it's the byproduct of generational passing of the torch, if you will, 100%. of shitty ego, of generational shame, of just not showing up, right? Mm-hmm. Being uh, absent fathers, being workaholics, doing all those things, and then also being abusers of substances <clears throat> just because every previous generation, um, I'm, I'm saying I'm using a very wide <laughs> mm-hmm brush stroke on this mm-hmm. most men have not been willing nor do they probably have the tools or the time right. to really go in deep I think this is the first generation where we have time mm-hmm. we have the tools yeah. we have the right environment you know like yeah. we have a responsibility to either handle our shit right. or you're selfishly just going to pass it forward to the next generation totally. and hope that they pick up you know totally or or let's say put out the torch so they don't have to keep passing it 100% right absolutely and i think you bring up a, a great point I, I it's it's something with this generation call it it's it's something you know it's something in the water yeah but there is something that's happening over time for men across the world that that or just people across the world there's there's an awakening mm-hmm. that is happening right and people are starting to tap into this mm-hmm. right if you really think about it not until till the last few decades have have the Tony Robbins and the the Jim Rohns and the Les Browns, mm-hmm. right? And and now the the Lewis Houses and and the U's and the Preston Smiles and and the, all all of these types of movements really started to come up, but really start to take off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's becoming a thing, and that's because more and more and more people are starting to I call it unplugging from the matrix Mm -hmm. we're starting to wake up and we're starting to tap into who it is we were ultimately meant to be Mm -hmm. for a reason Mm -hmm. and it's not pretty work it's not fun right the 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 journey that you go on and the end product that is never an end product Mm because it always continues to get better Mm -hmm. is far from from anything you could have ever expected Originally, before you had started mm-hmm. to tap into something that made a difference. Well, using using that thought too, what I see is that a lot of people are now "quote unquote" taking the blue pill or the red pill, whichever mm-hmm. one it was. Yeah, which one was it? I think it was the red pill. The pink pill. Yeah, sure. The the rainbow pill. Yeah, it was. What what would red and blue give you? The purple pill. <laughs> the purple I mean, pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The purple pill, the, the one that's right in between. Right in the middle. There, yeah, but it's going to give you whatever pill you yeah. were actually supposed yeah. to take. Right? Yeah, the sure. one that's, that's the purple pill, right behind Morpheus's yeah, yeah. ear. Right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, no, that it's like there are a lot of people that I feel like have, you know, are quote unquote awoke, mm-hmm. 
and yet that's as far as they've gotten. It's like being awoke to, okay, now I can actually see the matrix or I, or I'm, I don't see the matrix, but I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer caught in this dream, but then I'm actually really, really scared. And you see the, the character that Keanu Reeves plays, Neo, actually go through that where he's like, I'm not the one. Mm-hmm. You all think I am, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it takes that whole story for him to actually start to believe in himself, right? Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there's a lot of people who took the pill and they can see on social media and they see all the positive you know, affirmations and mm-hmm. all the like the rah-rah stuff, like better yourself and everything's, you know. And yet I also see, you can see it right now with the coronavirus. The, in, in, in mass, people are more unhappy than they've ever been. They are more addicted or abusing substances or domestic abuse has gone up. Suicides have gone up. Totally. There's in mass more people are hurting than probably ever in recorded human history. 100%. So that's the issue mm-hmm. is, is even though we might take the pill, there's still fear to actually do the work. 100%. <laughs> right? Wow. So how do you actually get guys <clears throat> and women too, of course, but we're just talking more about the work that we're doing with men. Mm-hmm. How do you get them to actually step up to mm-hmm. the plate mm-hmm. and, and the calling to, I don't know, it's, a, it's kind of a rhetorical question. Maybe it's sure. a tough one to answer, but. Yeah, no, to me. That's what I'm up against. I mean, to me, it's, it's this simple. Don't ever quit. Yeah. Right? You brought up, you brought up a great point about failure earlier. Um, and, and a few things came up, but I always think of, uh, you know, anybody that, that's, that's done a lot of the work, right? You, you hear things in quotes like Thomas Edison, mm-hmm. right? Invented the light bulb, ultimately electricity. We wouldn't have anything that we have right now or be able to do any of this without mm-hmm. Edison. Mm-hmm. Probably the greatest inventor of, of, of our life <clears throat> right. with what it is that he came to. He was asked in an, inter- in, an, in an interview once, the interviewer literally said, Thomas Edison, you, you failed you know, 1,032 times. Like, how did you not quit? And it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. His response was, I didn't fail 1,032 times. I just figured out 1,032 different ways not to create a light bulb. Right. It's all a mindset. Right. So there are different mindsets that's going into this pandemic and into this quarantine. There are very limited mindsets that are complete fear. And, you know, if we had approached the, if, if we didn't have the folks that we do leading Men's Denver Serve, the volunteer mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. we would have quickly gone into this quarantine and it just would have died. Right. Instead, we look at it in terms of, okay, here's a phenomenal obstacle and we're going to have to do the same thing on Saturday when we have our meeting, right? right? But here's a phenomenal obstacle. We have limitations in terms of what we can do, but how can we get creative to continue to still spread value and try to create a vessel for guys to tap into, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. all, it's all a mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of, of positive affirmations and really starting to put that out there. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I think the biggest thing is, is one, you don't quit anything that you're doing because you're doing all of the right stuff Mm -hmm. you just have to keep doing it because you have to see what will work and what won't work right but what i will tell you and you know this because you've seen your own buddy lewis do this you've seen you know preston i've seen preston do this and and it grows over time right Mm -hmm. keep giving and putting these spaces out there because there are plenty of men who have a calling to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying men, like women need the same thing. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown is a perfect example of it, but they need more of these types of women, mm-hmm. right? These powerhouses, and they're out there. <clears throat> yep. Preston's wife, Alexi, is one of them. But yep. I mean, these women are out there, but it's a matter of, it's a matter of continue to create space for these things. Mm-hmm. And then let God, Christ, Buddha, Krishna, Allah, whatever source is around this universe, there's something bigger and better than ourselves. Yeah. Let it continue to help mold what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it will mold into the ultimate version of what it's supposed to be, of what you were destined to be. Mm-hmm. But it never will come to fruition if you ever quit. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so I would say just let it continue to grow the way that it's supposed to grow and see mm-hmm. what it turns into. Mm-hmm. You're already creating the space. Continue to allow that space to be there because that is what continues to keep <clears throat> people in there. Because as you know, once you get people at your events, you're going to live and learn and figure out what works and what doesn't work. Right. But it's then going to be word of mouth. Right. And more and more people are going to keep coming. Right. And then you swivel, you change, you make, you help it to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as you know, nothing grows without 
failure. Right. You don't get it right the first time. Right. If you got it right the first time, you'd be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You just got to keep going. Right. And, and, and I mean, Jordan Lewis even said the same thing with, with Denver Serve, right? Whether it's 70 guys or six, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The fact that there is more than one person being you at your event <laughs> is a huge yeah. success. Yeah. Keep doing it. Right. And it's going to go through ebbs and flows. Right. Same thing with meeting a man. Same right. thing with book club. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and that's half of the reason why I selected you guys in the first place. Right? It's just it's, there's a mindset that's there. Mm-hmm. Whether there's 30 guys that shows up to book club or there's six guys that show up to book club, Adam is constantly in a, in a place of, of just positivity and putting that out there. And, mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. How can we get more people in? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Things are falling off. Sounds like, you know, just because of the pandemic, whatever else, invite your other guys. Yeah. Right. And it's it's amazing. And it's going to come in ways because everybody is going to to go through their ebbs and flows of their own life. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's how everybody else handles. It. Right. It's the same thing with meeting a man. You could have just let it die during a quarantine because yours is normally a meetup where people literally go to the auto shop and, and, and get into a room. Yeah. And instead you pivoted in a in a positive way. Right. And you're still getting a great turnout. On a monthly basis mm-hmm. with speakers. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So just don't quit. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good to know. And I, and I want uh, <clears throat> those of us that are listening to to take that to heart because I think it's just one of those things that at the end of the day, uh, if you just keep going. But it, but it also it also backs into the, the great importance of having a vision. If 100%. you don't have a vision of what, what you're aiming for, then you won't have the the drive. One hundred percent. You won't have the De- the yeah. wind underneath my wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, there you, you go. You, the wind, <laughs> the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. De- Dean Gracioso in his in his in his millionaire mindset book said it best: without some kind of purpose or some kind of end goal in mind, mm-hmm. maybe you don't have it figured out, but you at least know that you <clears> want to get to a certain place. But you start to ask yourself why, really why, and trying to truly get to know who is Johnny, who is Brendan, who is Greg, who is Gary, mm-hmm. who is this. Like, who the fuck am I? <clears throat> Unless you truly can start to tap into that, any action that you take, you're just a Ferrari going 100 miles an hour in a straight mm-hmm. line without a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. What is your destination? Mm-hmm. Because at certain times, not only do you need to be taking action, you need to be taking calculated action. What is that? Mm-hmm. Not only is it going 100 miles an hour and taking action in, in one direction, you need to know when to slow down. Mm-hmm. You need to know when to pivot. You need to know when maybe you've hit a wall and you need to alter course a little bit. Yeah. And it's all part of the process. Yeah. And you can't do that without truly understanding what... Ultimately, you'd like your end goal to be. Mm-hmm. What is your why? Mm-hmm. It's massive. Right. And when you can get to the bottom of that, and you understand your one thing, yeah. then you're going in the right <clears throat> direction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in the, the last remaining 30 seconds, um, my last and final question is, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Plain and simple. Michael Jordan was a killer. Michael Jordan had a mindset that said, <laughs> I'm not losing. And right. he would then announce it to the world and he would literally egg you on yeah. to piss him off. Yeah. Because the more you pissed him off, the better he played. Yeah. So he would actually go out there almost psychologically, not just with his own basketball game, but just psychologically picking fights right. in the best way possible to get you to react. Because the moment that you react... Now you've crossed his line and he's going to turn it on. Mm-hmm. But he's always looking for that win. Mm-hmm. LeBron, phenomenal player, will never... I mean, it's not too many... Too often that you get a player like him. Right. right. He right. is phenomenal. Right. One of the greatest that has ever played. But the difference between LeBron and Michael is Michael... Michael's one thing in, in goal and mindset was win. Mm-hmm. It wasn't basketball. Mm-hmm. It was win. Mm-hmm. Competition. Mm-hmm. He's the same way on a golf course. He's the same way in a card game. Win. Do you think that's... Kobe was the same way. Steeped in insecurity, though? I don't know that it... it 
In some cases, it can be. But I don't know if it was necessarily an insecurity in Michael Jordan more than anything he was raised where he was competing with his brothers and sisters mm-hmm. for the affection of his father or for, for just success in anything. Mm-hmm. Whether it was school, whether, you know, he gained every inch that he ever got. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's to me the difference. LeBron, and I'm not saying that Michael Jordan wasn't born with a phenomenal talent. He was, right? Mm-hmm. But even with his own size, he got cut from his own basketball, high school basketball team. LeBron has always been, from the age of 13 or 14 years old, a freak of nature who mm-hmm. was always going to be the next best thing. Mm-hmm. LeBron went into the league at 17 or 18 with shoe deals. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan invented the shoe deal. Mm-hmm. He had to earn everything to, yeah. to get the shoe deal. Yeah. Air Jordan wasn't shit without Michael Jordan's winning mentality in basketball game. Right. He had to prove himself. Right. He built his own brand. Right. That was 30 seconds, give or take. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. One on that, and we didn't even begin to talk about women. No. Part like, two. Like, yeah, part two. Part deux. Yeah, part deux. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I think of that, I think of, uh, what do you call it, um, with Charlie Sheen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the movie? I don't know. It's, like it's Hot Shots. Yes, Hot Shots. Hot part shots. deux. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's just, it's a testament to, um, just kind of where I'm at in life in terms of being on your purpose. You're the same way. It's not that relationships or dating isn't important. We can totally get on that subject, but you know, it's just, where's your mind at right now? Right. What's driving you? Right. Right. Thank you, brother. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in. If, um, you want to get in touch with Brendan, here's his cell phone number. It's, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I totally was about to get it. <laughs> That's great. You'll have everyone yeah, yeah. hitting you up. I uh, appreciate it. No, I appreciate you tuning in. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks, guys. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better? I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at Johnny King or on Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace. Peace.